first guest of the week. Now, in the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to have a catch-up with Benita Chick, who is no stranger to the 123 show. Now, Benita is an eco-warrior, um, uh, a biodiversity advocate, an LGBTQI campaigner, and just an all-round busy person and a stellar person who is pushing for a better society here in Hong Kong. So welcome back on the program, Benita. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon and Happy New Year. Thank you for having me, Noreen. Now, Benita, you founded uh, Encompass Hong Kong, which is a, a local social enterprise that advocates for biodiversity and also inclusion. And you have a special interest in eco-tours as well. Um, tell us a little bit about the work you do at Encompass Hong Kong. Uh, so uh, we have, uh, our social enterprise promotes the sustainable development goals and to do, do that we do a couple of things. So we have uh, some experiential learning uh, workshop. So for example, we have done anything from sustainable coffee to climate change online. Uh, I am also, I come from an environment background. Uh, so my background is a, a, a marine biologist, a scuba diver. So I do a lot of eco tours as well. And the other thing uh, which is how we mostly make money is doing corporate training on diversity and inclusion or SDGs. So, uh, yeah, we have been doing a lot of events, even through the pandemic. So uh, it has been a very productive year for us in 2020. Congratulations. It's so great to hear that, you know, the pandemic hasn't really sort of stopped you in your tracks and you're able to uh, still continue to, to push uh, for, for a greater society. Uh, we are live on Facebook, by the way, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and also hear Benita there. And you can also see what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing sort of a woolly hat. Um, it's a bit embarrassing, but I have to say it's really cold and it's good to sort of keep yourselves warm. Anyway, Back, back to you, Benita. Um, I know you mentioned just now that, you know, that during the pandemic, you've still been able to keep yourself busy. Uh, were there any sort of challenges you faced uh, during last year uh, in terms of, uh, uh, yeah, any, any barriers you faced uh, last year? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, we do a lot of events and one of our signature events is a Green Woman Festival where we invite women from sustainable background to talk. Uh, when we did it in 2019, we have over 400 people to do it. So earlier in 2020, I was really looking forward to redo the event. But obviously with, with the pandemic, it's very difficult for large-scale event. Uh, but having said that, we were able to do a few events. Uh, in-person event before the fourth wave uh, and the third wave. Uh, we, we did a half hour wellness day uh, to promote like wellness, meditation and all that. So that was possible. And I also explored something new because of the pandemic. Uh, we also work uh, a project with the University of Hong Kong. It's called uh, SDG Map, where we map different facilities in Hong Kong, whether it's rooftop farm or all gendered bathroom to the map. Uh, Originally, it was meant to be a physical tour, so to introduce students to the campus. But obviously, we can't do it, so we have moved it to online on a technology platform. But it's, it's, I think it is, um, it's, uh, it is very educational, and the alumni also like it, like it too as well. So, I mean, we have been transforming and, and trying to do different stuff within the limitations of the pandemic. That's great. What was the reaction? What, what were some of the feedbacks with the virtual sort of tours instead? Uh, I, I think I think it was very well received and, and I, I, I think especially for the alumni, maybe uh, they don't know that there are so many things that are happening in Hong Kong U right now and we try to make it interactive so it's not just a map, you actually, uh, when you hit on, for example, you hit on a rooftop farm and it will ask you questions about farming and all that, so we really want to make it fun and educational. 
Yeah, and of course, last year you also uh, teamed up with uh, TEDx uh, Countdown as well to hold uh, several uh, TEDx t- uh, talks virtually, and I think that was really well received. So continuing uh, to push uh, forward on the sustainability front, which one thing strikes me about it is during the pandemic, it's not easy to be sustainable um, because because people are sort of up for hygiene reasons. I've I've observed more people using single use plastics, even. Uh, single-use face masks as well for hygiene reasons. Here at the radio station, we're using, I don't know if people can see it, uh, maybe I wouldn't touch I'll just touch it. We've got these like sort of um, mic covers that you know, we're told to having to change it every time. Uh, Are you noticing a shift in the dialogue? Are people sort of uh, more worried but also feel like they can't do so much for the environment? What are your thoughts? Uh, Yes, I, I do agree that uh, in general, our, our waste use is a lot higher because of all this COVID going on. And, and with that, we uh, uh, I did a talk back in August. Uh, it's called Responsible Consumption and Production. And we team up uh, from people uh, from Waste No More, uh, which is a, a recycling initiative, and also the Blue House in Wan Chai. So we uh, uh, we also invite uh, uh, Dana uh, uh, Wenegard from Plastic UC uh, to to speak about plastic use as well. I think I think it's it's both challenges and opportunities. Obviously, um, uh, we see a lot of increased waste use, but I think people realize that's how much plastic they see. People are looking for waste. Uh, to reduce their their, 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 their their consumption. So that's why we do those talks and hopefully give some useful tips, uh, daily tips that people can do uh, to reduce uh, those waste. Absolutely. You mentioned just now you partner up with uh, with various NGOs and, and charities in Hong Kong. If you go to uh, Benita's uh, Facebook as well, if you go to EncompassHongKong.Asia, uh, you'll be able to find them. That's the handle. They're on social media um, as well. Um, let's talk about some of the NGOs and charities you've teamed up with in the past year. Um, tell us about them. How do you find them? How do they find you? And what sorts of events do you do when you partner up with these NGOs in Hong Kong? Uh, a lot of those are personal contacts. So I, I'm, pa- um, I'm quite passionate about a wide range of uh, 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 social issues. And uh, there's a few focus. One focus is gender. One focus is on wellness. One uh, focus is on responsible consumption and um, uh, 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 production. So uh, for the last uh, last few months, uh, we, we are trying to work on a collaborative model with the NGOs. So we have worked with Art Woman uh, uh, by, and, and Table of Two City by Tegan. So we have done talks on uh, refugee art. We have also done something that's uh, 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 both educational and also helping the community. So we have teamed up with uh, with with a, a period brand called Luna Natural. So we did a public event to sell those menstrual cups. And actually, uh, the proceeds, uh, so it's a one-to-one matching pro- program. For every menstrual cup we, we sold, we donate one to the table of, uh, the refugees from the table of two cities. So we hope doing that, that it raise both uh, uh, environmental awareness that people using menstrual cup and also period poverty, why some population are disadvantaged. Yeah. Uh, in, in December, we also work with uh, Dear Hong Kong. So my, by, I think he also went to your show, my friend Oscar. That's right. Uh, uh, on ethnic diversity, so uh, we we talk about the linkage of ethnic diversity and also some of the inequality problem in Hong Kong. So that's SDG ten. So basically, uh, I work with um, different NGOs which match with the SDG, and uh, one of the uh, long term partners we have is with Hummingfish Foundation. They help the farmers in the Timor Leste, uh, um, uh, so to uh, uh, offer fair trade beans. Uh, um, 
uh, to them. So uh, coffee is a, a topic that I'm very passionate about. I drink lots of coffee, perhaps too too, too much coffee for my own good. And, and uh, yeah, so um, uh, basically those are topics I all find interesting and related to the SDG. And I hope uh, the community can, through Encompass, learn more about these NGOs and how they can make a difference. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, I remember one time, we've got a, a segment on the 123 show called uh, Trash Talk. And our contributor, Marcy, interviewed someone who turned coffee grounds, um, so grounded up coffee beans, uh, into coasters. And it was really cool. Mm. So people who drink their coffee can also put their coffee cup back onto the coffee grounds, turn into a coaster anyway but that that i just thought that I, was... I, I also have I, I want to mention and that's a very proud i, I actually have a, a pair of she, uh, jeans it's by unspun uh it's it's a 3d jeans company it's tailor-made jeans and the jeans is made of, uh, of used coffee ground no way the jeans yeah denim the jeans yes yeah yeah the denim wow. yeah yeah so it's a new technology and actually i'm um i'm very i, I I'm very happy with the pair of jeans. I don't know if anybody have a jeans problem. Like you, you always have to find jeans that match your body shape. So I have that problem. Uh, So I I went to do this 3D uh, jeans and it's not that expensive. It's very reasonable, I think, for for its quality and, and, and and the cutting. Brilliant. Wow. Great tips. And that's brilliant because I know you also organize a lot of free talks and and just sort of getting uh, experts in various fields for sharing. During the pandemic, I've noticed people sort of slowing down, working from home. And as much as people are worried about the pandemic, I think it also allows you more time to think, whether it's thinking about, I don't know, your personal life and also thinking about the environment. It's sort of a good opportunity to to put out these issues. Um, Let's talk about some of these free. uh, Let's talk about some of these free talks uh, that you're uh, organizing and, and engaging the community uh, virtually. What sorts of talks have you done? And um, is it difficult to do it virtually? I mean, are you worried the message gets lost? Let's talk about that. Uh, I think you, you, you just mentioned the TEDx Encompass, which is uh, the countdown event we, we had on climate change. So we had 10 speakers, both Cantonese and English, uh, speaking on different topics, whether it's plastic, corals, uh, pandemic. Uh, and I would say it, uh, uh, it's one of the most successful TED Talk. I know there are other TEDx women, women also very good. And we, we have over actually 100,000 views online uh, wow. for that talk. Amazing. Yeah. You uh, guys have um, Lam Chiu Ying. He's brilliant. Yes. 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 Lam Chiu Ying. He's, he's hilarious. He's, he's, uh, so he's, a, he's a, the former uh, director of Observatory. And uh, I, I think we were able to uh, reach a wide audience because we work with different partners, whether it's university and NGO. We also work with Yahoo TV. And I think um, uh, it's, it's, it's a very pertinent topic as, as well because. Uh, like you said, because of all the ways people are more uh, alert about environmental changes. So I think that that was one of the most uh, successful events we did in 2020. Uh, there are other talks. Uh, one of the most popular talk we did is on the Hong Kong insects. So it's not by me. It's, um, it's by a young uh, university student called Marco. And he's, he's fascinating. Uh, his IG is called uh, that uh, dash B dash guy, that B guy. Really recommended. Um, very, very very nice young man. He has such passion on, on insects. And I didn't know that Hong Kong people are so fascinated about insects. And if you go to Facebook, there's uh, an there's insect the, page. Yes, I love it. Yeah, it's called the Bug City Hong Kong. <laughs> yes. And everybody everybody posted what the bugs they said. And like for me, that is uh, uh, really to raise awareness uh, for, for the uh, community. Uh, and because of the such in- interest on insects and biodiversity, I'm actually uh, asking Marco to give a different talk in February just on spiders. 
like the jumping spider, the different huntsman spider in Hong Kong. So we really uh, like for encompass that the, the talks we do, we we hope it to be a very uh, uh, relatable to do what people can see in daily life and interesting something that you might not uh, hear very often in other platforms. I should also mention that all the talks that Benita and her team organizes at Acompass Hong Kong, they're all free to the public as well. So, you know, join them live. But I believe it's also available uh, after afterwards as well, which is brilliant. I must make a note of that. Marco, that bee guy, I must try and invite him back on maybe after your talk uh, in, in February. He's, he's, he's fascinating. <laughs> uh, he's fascinating. His photo is actually being selected by BBC uh, to to highlight the biodiversity in Hong Kong, and he's uh, I think he's working on a, a spider book with his friend, just on the amazing spider diversity. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting to see such a young man have with, with such passion. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for for that. I, I will I will look up Marco. It's true. Hong Kong people do have this fascination. I remember sort of seeing the lantern bug. It's so hard to describe them, but they're so bright. I think Rachel uh, talked about them last week, and they have got this really long snout, this really long nose type thing. I thought it was a tail, to be honest. But yes, uh, Hong Kong is just full of insects. If you look closer at the micro on the micro level, <laughs> Hong Kong is a brilliant uh, city for biodiversity, which is why we need to. Really sort of safeguard um, and, and look after our biodiversity. Um, I also want to talk, turn to some of your uh, DNI training, your diversity and inclusion training. So it's not only sustainability that you push for, but you work with a lot of sort of corporates and you offer a lot of uh, uh, workshops and training. T- tell us about that and uh, what will you be working, uh, what have you done in the past in terms of these trainings? Um, so uh, my interest in DNI come come from different diff- different different ways. So one way is uh, my first job is actually working for Overbound Hong Kong. Uh, so we do training for people who are disabled or disadvantaged or even ex-convict. So through that, I have experience in working with people with different background. And the other part of my identity, uh, which I shared previously in your show before, is being an LGBT advocate. Uh, so I'm uh, really uh, hoping to do more for the sexual minorities in Hong Kong. So with the DNI work in Encompass, uh, we we, uh, have different training. Uh, we have unconscious bias training, um, both in Cantonese and English. Also, inclusive communication about how we can uh, be more careful with our language when addressing people with disability or um, uh, people who are different. Uh, we also have uh, a, a, a topic that's come up more recently is anti-racism. And I think with the Black Lives mo- Movement in Hong Kong, uh, we, we need to have that dialogue in Hong Kong and equip ourselves with, with the vocabulary. Uh, to talk on that issue. Uh, I also have done training on uh, allyship, on how uh, people who are not minorities but want to support those who are on that. Uh, we have also done a lot of uh, uh, pride events uh, to help uh, different uh, companies to find uh, uh, fun ways to talk about LGBT. It's not all about discrimination, but uh, there are also very fun things in the community. So. We offer a, a wide range of uh, DNI uh, training for for companies, both in Cantonese and in English, uh, to to find ways to talk about these topics. Yeah, meaningful ways. I remember you also uh, hosted tours as well, uh, LGBT tours uh, in in Hong Kong. I think you're the first in Hong Kong to do so. That's really amazing. Talking about these corporates, um, are you seeing a shift in mentality? Are more of the corporates willing to invest in DNI training in these sort of diversity and inclusion training? Are they quite happy to sort of address uh, topics like anti-racism or you know uh, sexual minority? Are you seeing a shift in that? 
I, I think definitely there's a strong interest and it's both, I think both on an education standpoint, they want their uh, colleagues to know about it and, and, and another is a crisis management. So there are several companies out there because of whatever's company policies, they have they are seen to be discriminatory. And may, maybe their colleagues actually don't mean that way, but it was being perceived. It's not like really your intention, but like the impact your behavior created. So I think the companies are realized that uh, to address this, they really need to have their colleagues to have, have have those uh, knowledge and it's, it's something that is not very um, I think not very like for example unconscious bias it's not very intuitive like we, we know about that but we don't know like how how do we address it or how are some ways we can tackle for example social microaggression so I think doing those training give give this and, and it, it also create an impression uh, uh, for the colleagues that the company care about such values so I, I have one story to share so um, uh, a few months ago I did a, a training on inclusive language language uh, for, for a company, for all the Hong Kong colleagues. And actually, uh, uh, it was very encouraging. After the, the, the training, one of the colleagues came out and, and sent, uh, sent an email to the whole office saying, I'm a, a transgender man. I'm now named Francis, and my preferred pronoun is he. And I appreciate the, government, uh, the company do such training because now I'm proud to uh, uh, identify with my own uh, comfortable identity. So I think that really makes a difference. It's not just training for training's sake, but but people are feeling empowered to be to be brave and to be their authentic self when they come to work. Exactly. And we spend so much time uh, at our work. We want to be our authentic self and just comfortable with our colleagues and not feel like we're hiding uh, a big part of ourselves, our identity in fear of, in just in fear. Um, that's so amazing, the work you're doing, Benita. Uh, finally, uh, 2021 is here. Uh, what sorts of projects are you going to be working more on? Uh, can you see your uh, Encompass uh, taking that direction? Seems like you're on a great track uh, doing so many different things and and that, that's amazing. What what will you, be your focus uh, for this year? Um, there are a few things. So um, there will be continual free talks. So I'm also exploring new topics for myself. Uh, so uh, I'm doing talks on design thinking and circular economy. And for the animal talk, uh, as I said, there will be a spider talk and there will be also a talk on strange animals. Uh, I'm also uh, working with the Maritime Museum uh, to hopefully uh, 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 create uh, uh, more uh, talks on fish and invertebrates for the community and eco-tour. And one thing I'm also working on, uh, on on the corporate side is more DNI strategy. Uh, uh, I think uh, many companies have global DNI strategy, but how to adopt that on a Hong Kong setting? Uh, what is what is being need to be localized? There are some. These are some areas I want to work on this year. Yeah, brilliant. I don't know about our listeners, but I always love chatting with Benita. I always feel more positive, and just know that there are great people like you doing so much great work uh, for Hong Kong. I must invite you back to talk about uh, eco tours again, and also. Your findings. I, I know you go to a lot of different uh, places here in Hong Kong, the different gems and finding all, all sorts of uh, animals and, and creatures which are unique to Hong Kong. So I suppose that that's a topic for another time. Benita, can you remind our listeners once again, how can we find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website that we can go to? Yep. So our website is www encompass e-n-c-o-m-p-a-s-s-h-k.com and as i said all the talks are free we, we want to do this for the community and uh we also do talks for university and and secondary school as well um, and and that's my mission as a social enterprise to be as educational as possible so uh yeah uh, look, look us up 
and uh, hopefully we'll see you at one of our talks soon. Thank you so much. And that's Benita Chick, the founder and the CEO of Encompass Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you, Noreen.